0: what's happening everybody welcome into uh, a new edition of crossed up the morning after uh, i'm anthony sanfilippo usually with my partner uh, bob wankel um here on crossed up to talk all things phillies um this is our morning after show which is a quick recap uh of the game from the night before and i want to do a little bit of house cleaning um uh as you can see you can follow us on Twitter. Uh, I'm at Ansan Philly. Bob's at Bob Winkel CB, and uh, the the show has its own Twitter page uh, at Up Philly's. Um A little bit of house cleaning. Obviously, we didn't do a morning after on Tuesday uh, because there, the game was postponed on Monday, and then we were slated to do a tag team morning after following the doubleheader um, on Wednesday. Forgetting that there was an early game on Thursday uh, uh, on Wednesday afternoon. So we felt like, hey, why are we going to do a a quick pod that you know, will no longer be valid in a, in a, you know, an hour or two after it's released. Right. So we decided to squash that, especially considering it would have been a longer pod because of the double header. Um, so therefore we decided to to not do it. Uh, and then we said, all right, maybe we'll do it tomorrow. Um, as it turned out, Bob had a a meeting, uh, that came up with, uh, with the big bosses uh, at XL media. Um, and so I'm here by myself to just do a quick, uh quick hitter like we usually do here midweek uh but we will be back tomorrow with a full edition uh full usually about an hour long crossed up so that one will be uh tomorrow hitting your feed but let's talk a little bit about the fills now uh where they're at as they come home from this road trip where they went four and three two out of three in chicago which is uh, mostly uh encouraging right because they they look good they looked really good in the two games that they won the one game that they lost well they didn't look so good in the sense that they only got one hit in the game. And it wasn't until the eighth inning when Brandon Marsh got a got a single. Um, so they really uh, they, they've been feast or famine sometimes with this lineup. But you can't really complain too much about the way the lineup is hitting. We're going to get into that in a minute. But the one thing I wanted to talk about that I found the most encouraging um on this road trip where they went four and three in, in Cincinnati and Chicago um, is the bullpen and the bullpen has been really good of late, um, but specifically the back end of the bullpen. And and those are the guys that I think are most important to kind of look at right now as as you look at the Phillies um, as they come home for uh, a seven game homestand first against the worst team in the, in the national league in the Colorado Rockies who have lost eight in a row. Um, And then the Seattle Mariners come in and starts a stretch of, of tougher games we'll get into that too a little bit but I really want to talk about the 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 four guys at the back end um Soto Alvarado the lefties Kimbrell and and Dominguez the righties really starting to round into form and kind of fit into roles um at the back end so that this way if the Phillies are going to get length out of their starters and the last two three last two of the last three times through or last three times through a couple guys have gotten you know at least six innings nola got six bailey falter got gave him a seven inning start in the game that they lost three nothing but i mean really pitched pretty well after giving up a home run early um the, yeah he's pitched well taiwan walker uh had a nice game yesterday in the in the getaway game so they're they're really just getting to these guys in the back of the bullpen is kind of important so let's look at them real quick so soto You know, so far, if you look at if you look at overall numbers, with the exception of Alvarado, you're going to look at them and say, "Well, geez, their numbers aren't great, right?" Soto's got a 4.32 ERA. That's not awesome. Kimbrell's got a 5.63 ERA. Right? His WHIP is 1.75. Those things are concerning. And Bob and I have talked about it. Um, Dominguez has looked very, very inconsistent. His numbers are terrible overall because he got waxed twice so his era is 10.8 and then like his whip is 225 and his strikeout totals way down so there's been some concerns there but there there are some really uh good signs that are coming out of these guys if, if you look at their last uh last several appearances let's start with soto soto last seven games six and a third innings hasn't allowed a hit hasn't allowed a hit and it's uh seven strikeouts two walks and that's an encouraging sign too, because he was wild as hell to start of the year, right? First three outings, he was walking everybody, only two walks in his last seven outings. Um, for a guy who is consistently known for being a pitcher who is wild uh, and has high walk rates, he's been pounding the zone. And that's an important thing because his stuff is electric. And if he throws strikes, it's going to be tough to, to hit him. Um, so that's that's been a real encouraging sign because it's been seven consecutive appearances of very similar out output from him. So that's a real positive. Um, Alvarado, you don't even really need to, to talk about what he's doing. it's It's as dominant as the Phillies have seen from a pitcher in the back end of the bullpen. i I can't even say I think it's even more dominant right now. I heard Jack Fritz say this on WIP. And he's right. It right now, and it's only eight games that he's appeared in. It's more dominant than Brad Lidge was in two thousand eight. That's how good he's pitching. His, he's got a one point oh eight ERA, which is fine. His WHIP is zero point four eight. Zero point four eight. He's had allowed four hits all all season, but here's an even better better comparison: eighteen strikeouts, no walks. He hasn't walked a batter. And we remember Alvarado used to be guys guys on base, right? He would walk guys. Hasn't walked a guy. He has faced 29 batters. So four of them have gotten hits off him. Okay. Of the other 25, 18 have been struck out. He's almost unhittable at this point. And do note, his last two outings, he has been saved for the ninth inning to be the closer. I know Rob Thompson will still mix and match when the you know time comes, if he feels like the the most important inning is the eighth inning, where, there, where the other, other team is in the lineup or the seventh inning. He still may go to Alvarado ahead of Soto and Kimbrell and Dominguez just to make sure it gets through the tougher part of the lineup. But I think we're starting to see that Alvarado is going to be the guy that gets the predominance of ninth inning saves, which is a switch from the beginning of the year. I mean, I think coming into the season, their thought was Dominguez would be that guy, and he still very well may get to that point, but he's not quite where he needs to be yet. So for now, Jose Alvarado, to me, is your closer. Uh, Kimbrel, who we've been really concerned about, right, with uh, Velocity being a little down and his breaking stuff being really awful really having no control of it um and like i said his, some of his numbers are ugly with a 5.6 era and a 1.75 whip last five games craig kimbrell four and two thirds three hits one walk eight strikeouts no runs so again here's a guy that's you know you look at the last five and say okay maybe this is This is what they were hoping with Craig Kimbrell, right? I mean, so he's starting to come around, and that's a good thing. As for Dominguez, he's been the one guy who's been a little bit bit shaky to this point. Um, I'd say if you consider the last outing, his last outing was an encouraging one where he went one inning, didn't allow a hit, and had two strikeouts. Um, I think that was the guy that you really wanted to see um and he's had a couple of those but they've been a little bit more inconsistent so there needs to be a little bit more consistency from dominguez but i was encouraged by his last outing with which was uh, the first game of the double header um when the bullpen came in and, and just shut it down for four straight innings uh they went four straight innings without allowing a hit and, sh- and each pitcher struck out two guys in that inning so that was a really really solid performance so i think the bullpen um to me right now is the biggest story with the phillies um, but you can't, you can't begrudge the offense, right? I mean, they, they had the big, um, uh, game on, uh, to finish out the red series where they had 23 hits. Um, and then they come into the first game of the, of the. Uh, doubleheader and they put up they pounded the White Sox in that game. Um yeah, they had got one hit in the second game, but then they had another nice game yesterday, uh, in which they win five to two. And guys are just really start, turned it on. Okay. And 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 it's not, it's the same so the same guys who were good last week continue to be good, right? We I mean, still got your Bryson Stott, although the hitting streak ended, um he got he picked it right back up again. He's still hitting 365. Uh Trey Turner, we finally got to see some re- some some more of the Trey Turner that we kind of thought we were seeing. He's not just being a slap hitter. He went three for five yesterday, hit his first home run, was a triple shy of the cycle. He's still hitting 321. His OPS is over 800. So uh, so Turner's kind of being Turner now. Brandon Marsh, he's the guy right now that I think is is the story so far of the early season. Yeah, everyone wants to talk about Stott and the hitting streak. But Brandon Marsh, not only is he hitting 368, and I guess it's still early. They've only played uh, 19 games, right? But um, yeah, he's hitting 368. He's slugging 737. That's the thing that's m- most impressive. He has 21 hits, um, but 12 of those hits are for extra bases six doubles, th- three triples, three home runs. He's driven in 11, second most, tied for second most on the team with Nick Castellanos behind Alec Bohm. Um, Brandon Marsh might end up becoming a revelation. And really, when you look at that trade, it may end up becoming one of the better trades uh, that the Phillies have made in a while. Um, he plays decent center field. I don't, I don't want to make it out to be like he's a Gold Glover out there because he's not. But he's good. He's good enough. Um, he's better. He's above average. Let's put it that way. So he's he's not elite, but he's above average in center field. Uh, but really, what he's doing at the plate is is sensational um so those guys and then Bohm, of course continues to be you know having his his resurgent season again 324 893 ops uh 400 on base percentage like this is this is what we expected but guys are now starting to turn it around as well like jt romuto who's hitting 270 still doesn't walk enough for my liking um he's I, I think that it's more about him trying he's trying to get his timing down with his swing i think some some walks will come but right now only 288 on base percentage, uh, I think, but I think, you know, he was really looking like he was struggling before, but his last, uh, four or five outings have been pretty, pretty strong at the plate. Really the only guy not hitting right now, uh, is Schwarber, uh, Jake Cave, I guess if you, if you want to count Cave as a, as an everyday player, he's played more, uh, he started more than, uh, than anybody else that would be considered like that bottom half of the bench and stuff. So uh, Caves only hitting 188, are hitting 197. Those guys really kind of have to get it going. I mean, Caves had a couple of good good outings. I think he's also run into some bad luck. He's hit the ball hard and just right at people a few times. But uh, it, it, that is fine, so you can kind of look at a handful of, of those at-bats. But he's 9 for 48 so far um so you take maybe let's take away five of those outs right and you convert them to hits yeah that's a much better batting average right but it's still it's you still got to get some hits you still got to get some hits so 188 to me doesn't cut it especially when your ops is 551 uh schwarber is at least has the four home runs to lead the team um and he has been walking more lately which is good like it's that's come that part of his game has come back it wasn't there at the beginning um he's got leaves the team walks with 12 so you need to see a little bit of that as well uh, nice game from nice series from Josh Harrison filling in for the uh injured Edmundo Sosa um he had the big day in the first game of the doubleheader but he's um he's been a nice a nice fill in for the Phillies so far um uh you know batting ninth playing third base left field dh whatever they need he's a nice bench piece for them turning out uh so so there is a question mark on he had his uh back checked out in chicago we'll probably get an update when we get down to the ballpark uh today for the opening of the rocky series and i want to talk a little bit about that rocky series to kind of wrap this thing up um the rockies are terrible i mean they're absolutely the worst team in in the national league um they have uh, like i said they've lost eight in a row they're five and fourteen um their pitching staff is terrible. The Phillies should eat this team up. Now, you, know, you never predict four game sweeps, right? I mean, that's it's baseball. Even the worst teams do win some, sometimes, right? They get, I mean, last year, think about it. We talked about how the Phillies dominated the Nationals, and yet the Nationals did beat them three times uh, out of 17. So, like, you do lose a game to a horrible team every once in a while. Um, but they have to get three out of four, m- minimum. Get the sweep, great. That's a, that's a cherry on top. But they have to get three out of four this series. If they get three out of four, they will have gone ten and seven since the one and five start, and that's that's a much better pace that you want to be on. Um, so they really have to feast on this Rockies team. The sweep would be even greater. Um, and, and really kind of get the Phillies back where they need to be. Uh, they're right now sitting six games behind the first place Atlanta Braves, four games behind the second place Mets. Um, nobody's looking at wild card. Standings yet, so I won't even bother to tell you uh, where they, where they would be uh, in the wild card. Um, but the fact of the matter is, is obviously eight and eleven is not an ideal start. But considering they started one and five, they feel looks feels like they've stabilized a little bit. The concern, the red flag, when you go forward and you and you look at um, the the schedule moving forward, this is where you start to say, okay, uh, what's going to happen? Because after this Colorado series, they get they get a day off Monday, and then it go then they fit, they get Seattle comes in, um, then they go to Houston rematch of the World Series. They go to L.A. to play the Dodgers. They come back home. Boston's not as good as as they've been in the past, so maybe that Boston series, which looked a little bit tougher early in the season or preseason, maybe not be as tough. But then Toronto comes in for a quick pair. Then they go out west. They go to Colorado and San Francisco, neither of which are are places that they, they perform well. And then you come home to play the Cubs and the Diamondbacks and then the Braves and the Mets for the first time right on the road. So May starts to get a little tougher okay end of April beginning of May really starts to get a little tougher but that's why this series has a lot of importance maybe it wouldn't have been as important at the at the start of the season but it's it's important now so uh Phillies and the Rockies will uh, kick it off uh here um tonight and Matt Strom uh on the mound for the Phils uh he's been uh He's been a guy that has been great so far. I mean, I know he struggled with his control uh last game, um, and maybe got pulled a little bit early by Rob Thompson. I think that, that was probably something that was uh that was uh you know, maybe you, you, if you had a chance to take that one back, you would. Strom will face off against Ryan Felter, or Feltner rather, uh tonight. Uh then Aaron Nola goes tomorrow against Noah Davis uh Saturday. Kyle Freeland will throw for Colorado, likely against Christopher Sanchez. Um, uh, the Phillies haven't – I don't think they've officially announced that yet. I haven't seen that they have. Um, but uh, Sanchez pitched two rehab starts in the minors. The most recent one on Sunday, he went four and a third, looked really good. So I think that that's – he's probably the guy that you're looking at to come up and give you that that spot start after the doubleheader uh, kind of threw things a little out of whack. And then the Phillies also have not announced a starter for the Sunday game. But I got to think that that will be Zach Wheeler uh, against Jose Urania for Colorado. So the Phillies should be favored all four of these games. Uh, I look for them to win at least three. And if they get the sweep, all the better. Um, that'll be it for me here today with with uh, Crossed Up. Uh, the morning after... Again, don't forget to follow us on Twitter um, and also subscribe. If you haven't, you know, first time you're listening to the show or whatever, hey, subscribe. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, anywhere you get your podcast look for crossed up and hit that subscribe button uh bob and i will both be at the ballpark tonight uh for phillies rockies um and uh, hopefully we'll get you some good stuff from down there and then we will have a full episode of the show uh hit your feed tomorrow so uh for bob i'm anthony thanks for tuning in to the morning after and we will talk to you tomorrow